welcome to Nartopia. I'm Guillermo. I'm filling in for Fred this week. I have a dumb Berto. I got over it. I did three times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just, just a warning. We haven't done this three freaking times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been have, experiencing technical difficulties this evening. Yeah, you don't have to anyway. sound so professional. Our shit's giving out on us. Let's just give, give us a break. Anyway, uh, today we're talking about Dune. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You, you want to bitch about Duncan Idaho. Go for it. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. Uh, Fine, I'll do it, it one more time. It kind of is. Bitch about it. One uh, more time. All right. Why are you going to name your most powerful character in your series or whatever the fuck he is? Greatest character you have. After a dog. Duncan is a dog's name. And then on the top of that, his last name is Idaho. He's Bitch Boy Idaho. Anyway, go for it. Uh, well, uh, I would have to refute you on Duncan being a dog's name. Duncan McLeod was a great swordsman. Um, yeah, where is he at right now? Uh, I think he's ruling the world. I think he's dead. In his universe. No, in his universe, he's ruling the world. He won it all. Anyway, of course, he killed most of his friends along the way. Yeah, so look what happened. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Duncan, um, since you, you will never read all the books, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. Anyone else that anyway. hasn't. Uh, okay, so Duncan dies off early in the first book and in the movie, you know, and they actually extended it and they changed that part of where and how he dies um, in the new movie. Uh, in the original, what, back in the 80s? Uh, Doesn't matter. had Captain Picard and all them in it. Uh, uh, you know, they actually did that part right, but um, Gurney Halleck, you know, I thought they messed him up. Uh, Josh Brolin, I love Josh Brolin. You know, uh, I'm not really an MCU fan, but he, he was great as Thanos. But, you know, what about Cable? Every, everything else he's done. Cable was cool. I liked Cable. What about um, that dude from the Goonies but, that he played? Yeah, I liked him in that, too. I grew up with the Goonies. It's not my favorite movie like my little brother, but. You know, I've, I've never watched it. It's still Johnny's favorite movie. It's a great movie, but and it's got a lot of actors that you you've watched now, like the Lord of the Rings. Well, wait, uh, Samwise. No, Samwise was in it. Uh, anyway, Corey. let's let's not get off on a tangent. Oh, okay. Do. Now we're on the Goonies. Anyway, <laughs> um, the character Josh Billen plays is Journey Halleck, who actually survives. And you know, yeah, he's the only big name actor called, to make it out of this um, movie alive, uh, unless you want to count well, Zendaya, you know, Zendaya, yeah. But see, that's another thing they fucked up, you know. Uh, there weren't any black people in Dune, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't ever come out and say it, but I'm assuming uh, Dr. Keynes is her mother, uh. Which is what, how they explain her being black, but in the original story, Doctor Keynes is a white dude, so they changed not only her gender but her race as well, and I got big problems with that all the way around. I mean, if you want to put black people in the movie, hey, I'm fine with that. Jason Momoa is what Hawaiian, Samoan, or some shit. I, I don't care about race, but you can't change something just to make a character fit. It, I mean, there's got to be a reason behind it you know and you can't change something that's an integral part of the story i don't think uh, that that just bugged me on, on a bunch of levels but uh i think they got some day to do it because she's a very good actress they just went ah who's gonna care i don't know she's a great actress but you know she's pretty and she's young and she's the hot thing right now so that's well, why they got her to she, she was pretty good in spider-man and i heard that uh euphoria she's been doing some really good stuff with that I myself have not watched it. you for you. And 
Yeah, I've only watched one or two of the Spider-Man, and, you know, it's not like she's in a lot of it. I mean, it's mostly about Spider-Man. The last two, she's in quite a bit. Uh, Actually, the last one, she was in a very good bit of it. Well, well, I didn't watch it. Apart from, you know, the other three. Anyway, we're, we're, we're tangent. Uh, Dune. Yeah. Start. Um, anyway, Dune. Okay, so it starts, and shit, right off the bat, it fucks me up. Uh, or, you know, kind of pissed. Anyway, let me get to it. Okay, so you start off. You're on Paul's homeworld of world of Kaladin, and that's where he grows up on this water world, right? Mm-hmm. And damn, I actually want to tell about the first uh, Atreides, but I'm not going to do it. That's too far. Anyway, um, so he starts out on this water world. Uh, he's from House Atreides in this future plan. I think this is important, Alex. Let me get off on a tangent for a minute because it really sets up the whole thing. God damn it. Uh, and it, I explained a lot that you probably didn't understand. If you notice, when they go from planet to planet, you know, it'll say like uh, House Harkonnen, Getty Prime, Homeworld. Mm-hmm. That, that's where the Harkonnen is. And I didn't like the way they pronounced Harkonnen in there. They called them the Harkonnens. Uh, but uh, fuck that. They're the Harkonnens. And, Says who? Uh, uh, the dude who wrote the book. <laughs> I heard you start. <laughs> I heard that R in there. Well, I was I was going to say no. I was going to say it properly because I, I was actually thinking about it. But anyway, um, he's well, the one that let him do the movie, so uh, I'm assuming they got pronunciation from him. Anyway, well, that, let me move on. Egg. Okay, don't don't stop me on this. Come on, I'm in the middle of a rant, and you're going to stop me on a stupid technicality, really? Yes, because you made it seem like a big deal. Anyway, continue your rant. Frustrating the hell out of me. Uh, it was important. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, the future world here is set up in a way where there's um, like the central government is called the Landsrad and it's consisted of uh, these major minor, what they call major minor houses. And um, the Atreides or House Atreides from uh, from pl- planet Caladan, and the they can own more than one planet and stuff. But it'll be like when they say Planet Caladan or whatever, that's their home world. And the Harkonnens is Getty Prime. The uh, Emperor is on uh, Carino, I think. Wait, wait, hey, can I stop real quick? Sure. So them owning more than one planet, right? Is that kind of mm-hmm. like how? countries uh, let's use america as an example we have the continental u.s but we also technically have hawaii and alaska is it kind of similar to that mm. they're still the kind u.s of, but like they're but it's, not connected. it's more like it i don't think that's a good way of describing it. it it's more like uh me having a house here in michigan and having one in alabama and having one in texas you know, I can own more than one house. They can own more than one planet. Well, I mean, you could just keep bouncing but between my, them. My main residence is here in Michigan. Do what? I mean, you could just keep taking all your shit with you to each house, so like, then you don't have the main residence. Stupid technicality. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then uh, Salusa Secundus, which is the former... Uh, home world of the ruling planet, you know, uh, the emperor, and it got nuked a long time ago, and that's where they trained the Spartacar, which are the emperor's troops. All this is important to the story. Okay, so anyway, uh, Har- the Harkonnens were in charge of uh, Dune, which is arrakis it's planet arrakis but they call it dune like a sea dune anyway um the harkonnens controlled arrakis arrakis has the spice which is the most valuable commodity in the universe and fucking star wars ripped off the you know one of the million things they ripped off from dune but i don't don't really want to rant on that part yeah well it's a drug in this one too It, it it's a life extension people who take it live uh four or five times longer you know they, they can live three four five hundred years old um it uh they they don't really get sick 
you know, people who take who it becomes a major part of their diet, you know, that that's the ones that affects the most, and it also changes their eyes to where they get the uh, real blue eyes. Oh, okay. Not like just changing the color, but where even the white is blue. Yeah, where it's, where it's completely blue or something, right? And like shines, you know. And the first movie, the, the special effects were bad, you know, in the eighties. So it. Yeah. It made it look like they had blue light shining out of their eyes, which isn't what it was supposed to be. It was just supposed to be that their eyes were blue all the way through. But kind of like what anyway, they did in this movie. Okay. Yeah. But see, the spice is also what controls space travel. Um, uh, they turn the spice into a gas and take humans that seem to have uh, an effect affinity for it you know that can take large amounts you know like a fucking drug addict i don't know how else to uh you know to describe it but it's somebody that has a high tolerance for it right yeah and they put them in a room and they just pump in the spice gas and it mutates them literally you know because it permeates every cell of their body and it changes them and they morph into these what we would think of as like monstrosities but it gives them uh presence you know or they get to see into the future and what this does is it allows them the highliners which are what uh how they move from space to space uh there was engines that were built in the ancient times that uh like uh it allows for instantaneous travel from one place to another but the problem with that is you know you could come out inside of a planet or a star or anywhere right because you don't know where you're going or what's going to be there when you get there so in order to safely do it they use what these navigators to look into the future and the possible futures is what it is and it allows them to safely travel through space okay that's why spice is the most valuable commodity in the universe that's why the harkonnens didn't want to give it up but th there was a whole uh plot against the atreides because uh leto atreides was very popular he he came to power early because his dad got killed and he was real popular among the landrad you know like our congress or whatever mm -hmm. their ruling body and their emperor wanted to get rid of him the harkonnens and the uh atreides have a feud a blood feud that goes back to the beginning of their houses uh i ain't even gonna get into that anyway but they hate each other they always have they've been at war with each other it's called kana uh it's like a personal vendetta type thing house against house and um the harkonnens are in uh, in controlled arrakis and the emperor orders them out and the control to shift to the atreides but really the Harkonnens and the Emperor are uh, plotting together to overthrow the Atreides and to get rid of them, to kill them all out. So th that's really the whole setup for Dune. But then you have the actual movie, you know, that, that that's just what's going on in it. But I mean, you have all this other stuff that's inside of it while it's going on. So uh, from the beginning, uh, you have Paul, right? Okay, his dad's this Duke Leto. His mother is Bene Gesserit. Uh, they call them witches. Uh, basically, they're like weird nuns that are excellent fighters. They uh, can control their bodies in ways that we can't even dream of, like uh, down to the cellular level. They can store like diseases inside of them and like bring them back later on. That's what's wrong with the Baron Harkonnen. Uh, in the movie, you see him taking baths and oil and all this stuff, and you see him floating around because he's real fat. Well, he's got a disease. He raped uh, one of the Bene Gesserits, and she released uh, – uh, he made her where she couldn't move, but she still had control of her body. So she gives him this disease that's a wasting disease. He, he still lives, but his body's just wasting away. She, she wanted to punish him. Um. And it's actually the one that's at the beginning of the movie, which is the whole scene I've been trying to get to. And I still haven't got there because I've had so many other stuff that I, I, I thought was pertinent to it to explain. So anyway, uh, Paul mother is uh, she trains him in their ways. And 
the whole point of the bench, well, not the whole point, but one of the many things that the Bene Gesserit are doing is they're controlling bloodlines. They, uh, they have breeding programs in place, and it's all designed to get to the Kwisak Haderach, which is a lot of what happens in the story, okay? The uh, Kwisak Haderach, uh, uh, Jessica, Paul's mother, was supposed to get pregnant by Lido with a girl. That girl was supposed to mate with uh, the Harkonnen's nephew to have a boy, and that boy was supposed to be the Kwisak Haderach. Well, uh, Leto had a lover before her, and they had a son, and the son and uh, uh, his friend got killed, in the, or, well, the friend didn't get killed. He kind of turned into a cyborg. But anyway, uh, his son got killed in it. So Jessica wanted to give him a son, and that's what she did. And it turns out Paul's the Kwisak Haderach, but it's really his son that the whole story takes place around. And the first movie doesn't even get into that. Leto the second is the, he becomes the emperor tyrant. But anyway, uh, so uh, it starts out, you know, uh, Paul and Gurney are fighting, you know, they have their little scene and blah, blah, blah. And it moves on. But then Paul's mother comes and gets him and she takes him to her teacher. And that's actually the woman that I, I mentioned a minute ago that gave the disease to Baron Harkonnen. I'm not going to try to pronounce her name. It's like Maharet or something. Uh, uh, but uh, she sticks the needle to Paul's throat and tests him. Uh, and I didn't like it in this one. Uh, it, the Gam Jabbar is what it's called. And it, in the original movie, they put this like, thimble looking thing with a needle on it and then this one this old lady's holding a looks like a dab tool <laughs> it looks like my dab tool but pointy on the end i don't know uh but uh and then her hand's shaking and he keeps turning his neck i mean if it, she really had a poison thing to his neck it'd have been a dead fucker but anyway it's to test him and she tells him it's to see if he's human as opposed to animal but she was really going to kill him. Uh, she knew that his mother had been training him, and she knew all about the breeding program. She was uh, uh, actually in charge of it, so or whatever. And but that that whole thing, it, you know, that like I said, that thing bothered me from the beginning. And then we move along, and they get to Arrakis, and. It's obvious from the beginning that the Harkonnen set them up to fail. You know, there, there was a lot of scenes about that. Uh, um, what was the other characters in it that you liked? I don't even know. They were all really boring. Uh, well, I mean, uh, the actors, I should have said. Actors? We talked about Jason Momoa and Josh Brolin. Others. Uh, and Zendaya. Dave Batista, Oscar Isaac. Uh, Dave Batista, he plays uh, the Baron Harkonnen's nephew. Uh, they call him, his name's Rabin, which is, uh, it, he's uh, the Baron's uh, nephew. And that name is their last name the other ones and it, it's actually one of the other worlds that the Harkonnen's on it's a fur uh they call them fur whales and they harvest the whales and it's like a really nice fur or whatever you know like fur coats or whatever I don't know but uh yeah he, he's like a terror you know he he just likes killing he he's sadistic as fuck you know, I hated that they got Dave Batista playing because I kind of like Batista. Um, and he, he's just a really bad character, you know. Uh, not no upside to that know, character? Not a single good thing. None at all, Alex. I, I don't know why he's playing him. They should have got some nobody, you know, that was a bodybuilder or something to play him because <laughs> this dude does nothing but hurt, kill, and, you know – He's stupid. Uh, he's like real dim-witted. Uh, I, I can't see why Batista would play him. I, I, I don't know. 
at all. He doesn't know who the I mean, it's not fuck like he's he is. A great actor. Well, it's not like he's a great actor or anything, but I mean, he's kind of funny in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying he's a terrible actor. I'm just saying he's a wrestler. And I, I don't have anything against wrestlers. I like wrestlers. Uh, I don't watch it anymore, but, you know, I still like them. Yeah. Well, every now and then I catch myself doing it, but <laughs> it's for about five minutes. Anyway. Um, Once yeah, they get to the I high mean, spots. I, Okay, so uh, we'll go back to where I was at. Uh, or if you move on. That's so nice. they get there. The planet trains over, and then the Baron's forces led by Rabin. And see, this was another thing that bothered me, too. Okay, they come in, you know, head on against uh, the Atreides, and the Atreides are, you know, are holding their own. You know, they're, they're supposed to have some of the baddest uh, warriors in the galaxy. And then all of a sudden... Uh, the Sardaukar car repel down behind them and they're, they're just all, they just all like fall down dead. You know, uh, it was so stupid. It, it was a shitty battle scene. Uh, anyway, moving along. Uh, so they take over Paul and his mother get, uh, the guy who actually set them up, uh, Dr. Yui, which I didn't like the guy that played him in this one either, but I ain't going to touch that. Um, he, uh, actually took the ducal ring from Lido and uh, got a frame kit and put it in the coast. Somehow or another, he knew which ornithopter they were going to be off in and knew that Paul and Jessica would get loose and, you know, whatever. But uh, uh, so they head out into the desert. Okay, the, when they get there, uh in the original story they crash they uh land and then they make for uh the weather station that they in and the worm chases them just like the movie happened but when they get there there was nobody there in the in the original story and movie you know they take shelter there and then they later find the fremen okay here they find the fremen right off in duncan idaho well duncan's already dead at this point uh in the book uh he, he had his last thing with the solder car and he takes out a shit ton of them you know and they're the baddest fuckers in the galaxy but as i said earlier duncan idaho is the best warrior he's a what they call a sword master of janaz bitch boy and potato that was all he ever huh bitch boy potato bitch boy potato i got gotcha. you potato boy oh <laughs> uh, but anyway uh they changed it like i said they changed around idaho meets them here and instead of at the weather station along with uh dr Keynes, you know the black woman who is a woman ugh, the whole the woman thing just throws me um uh, because Chani, the character played by zendaya is you know was the daughter of that guy and it, th that thing just messes with me. Now, anyway, it's, now she's the daughter uh, of that girl. But so they don't actually say that yet. I don't know. If they haven't said that. But anyway, but I'm assuming, you know, uh, just based on skin color, which, you know, probably shouldn't do. But anyway. Well, if it's supposed to be on. like that in the book uh, and they look similar, I mean, it's safe to say. Yeah, you know, it, it's not such a big deal that it made a made her her mother instead of her father. But I don't know. It, it's the way they did it, how they did it, and I don't know. They changed the characters too much in it. But anyway, but does so, it affect their story in that in the story? Does that do they have to be Caucasian, and does that person have to be a guy? The Caucasian, well, yeah. Um, can't be the only black person in the universe. Uh, there, that's the only black there, person there's no other, that you see. no other black people on Dune. Uh, that you know of. 
I've read every single book about it, Alex. There's no black people there on Doom. Trust me. Anyway, well, in the universe, on. there is. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to get on the race thing. I, you, you know, I'm not a racist. I, not really. I mean, I, I, I don't like racism, but to change something like that in a book, it, it just it felt wrong to me. Okay, that, that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to touch it again. Anyway, uh, so. There is, this is where Duncan has at the weather station or whatever. It, this is where Duncan has his last time with the solder car. And he ends up taking out, I think I counted 10 or 11. I think it was 11 that I counted. And it should have been like twice that many. And that's what's supposed to be so impressive about it. You know, that's the only reason the Fremen took them in at all is because they were impressed with Duncan's fighting prowess. You know, he's the toughest person they ever met. You know, and th that's what they prized was strength and fighting, you know, and this is where they they were going to uh, accept. Uh, I can't remember how the story said it. they were going to accept. Uh, oh, they were going to accept Paul's mother, but they were just going to let Paul die in the desert or take his water, you know, whatever, okay. uh, because they didn't see any use for him. You know, they saw him as a weak off world or his mother was a Bene Gesserit, so, you know, she had value. Um, but then Paul kills uh, Janice in the duel, and, you know, they say that he's a hell of a warrior. Not only was he trained by Dunkey, Duncan Idaho, Dunkey. he also was trained by... Dunkey! Huh? Dunkey! Was... Let me finish, please. And then he was trained by his mother, the Bene Gesserit, and... Uh, the uh, warrior mentat do uh, for Howitt. So this guy had the four best fighters in the galaxy training it. So obviously Paul could fight. Um, so he, he kills that guy. He gets accepted in, and they move along, you know. And through this, you know, he meets Zendaya, which he'd already had visions of. He he was dreaming about her on Kaladin. And then uh, the first time he gets exposed, when him and his mom get to the desert, he gets an overdose of uh, spice. Not an overdose, but he gets a large... Uh, Consumption? Yeah, there you go. I was trying to think of the right word because <laughs> it was more in a dust form. You know, yeah, like uh, like I was describing how the navigators got it in a gas form. Well, his was from the desert wind blowing it around and forcing it into his lungs and stuff, and uh, he consumed too much of it. You know, but they also use it; they collect it, and they use it in their food, in their drinks, uh, everything. It, it's a part of the life of the people of Arrakis. But uh, um, he sees her again. You know, uh, the he is the first Kwisat Hatteract that the Bene Gesserit had been waiting on and trying to breed. Um, and what it does is basically allows him to see all the future. He doesn't mutate like the navigators and uh, he's able to see all the possibilities of the future. Um, he's in a position to become emperor of the galaxy, right? Um, He's actually cousins to the Carino emperors. And uh, uh, what what ends up happening, well, no, we got to save this for the second one. I, I'm going to try to finish up the first one. Okay, so in the first movie, you know, it, it's they're doing this in a two-part, uh, and it's for the first book. Um, and they only get as far as... Uh, well, do you remember where it ended? Uh, it ended with, I, I don't remember any of these names, but that one girl, like, killing people with the sandworm, right? Where she, like, banged on the ground. <clears throat> oh, that was uh, Zendaya's mom, uh, the planetologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember she had the blue eyes. I was trying to think. Yeah. Um, well, see, she, in the story, her father, um, is tasked by the Carino Emperor to be the plant, uh, planetologist for Arrakis and, and to discover, you know, what makes it and see if they can't make other planets like Arrakis to get more spice, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, 
Pardot Kings was uh, uh, the father. Leah Kings is the son. And he actually grew up among the Freemen. Uh, Pardot was the first person to ever get adopted by the Freemen. And they basically, they almost deify him, okay? Because of his vision for the planet. He's a planetologist and he understands world. He, he grew up, uh, well, he spent a lot of years on the uh, nuclear attacked world of Seleucus Segundus. I mean, he, this guy was a survivor, you know. Continue with the story. Uh, do what? Continue with the story. Kind of. No, no, yeah, no. Well, let me, let, me, let me finish this because it's actually interesting. Well, if you're nerdy like me, it's interesting. Uh, he uh, was going to uh, set in motion the things to change the planet of Dune from a desert to an oasis. Okay, this comes in to play later on in the story because he set it up already, uh, you know, set it in motion. Okay, so whatever he uttered to the Fremen while he was alive uh became reality you know he, he asked he wanted to know how many of them there were so they instantly you know they had no idea of how many people were in each sitch which is where they lived and so they started doing a self uh census you know uh it, it, but it didn't matter what it was because they they saw how his vision for dune and they wanted it to be that you know and so that's how Lit was so important. Uh, uh, his father made sure that he became the next planetologist and that it was like a title that passed on. And the, the Fremen adopted him, you know, and was like the leader of all of them. And so Lit had a special place among them. Uh, and that's what makes uh, Zendaya's character, uh, Chani, so important is because, you know, she's the granddaughter of uh, Pardot and the son of Lit and Fremen to boot, you know. So all this comes into play uh, with the story because th they're a major part of it. You know, Chaney is, uh, Chaney and Paul, she, uh, Paul's raised that you only marry for uh, uh, political power. You know, you don't marry for love. So him, his mom and dad weren't married. She was his consort. And uh, uh, Chaney becomes the same thing. Uh, oh, that's jumping too far ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I did get off on a bad tangent there. Mm -hmm. I should have saved that for the next one because uh, I could have kept going and tied it in and it makes it in, you know. But yeah, I got all, you know, tangent. We know. Anyway, uh, story, story, story. Okay, so it ends with uh, it, the actually with the dead of Leah Keynes, uh, Dr. Keynes or Kynes, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, uh, she was saving them and uh, uh, her and the others that were chasing them, you know, get eaten by the sandworm, which. Uh, yeah, I'm, I was okay with that. You know, that wasn't bad, you know, because Leah Keene does die off like that pretty much. So, I mean, and, you know, overall, they, did, they didn't do a bad job. You know, the special effects were pretty good. They didn't try to go overboard with the worms, which is a hard part of the story, you know, for like in the first movie, you know, it looked so cheesy when oh, they were so riding the worms. You saw it? I, I watched the clip to prepare oh, it. Sure. My fucking god! Yes, it, the effects were, <laughs> and, were so. You know, that's why the people hated the movie so bad. You know, and stuff. You know, is because the effects were bad and it looked so cheesy. You know, and I, I've always said it, it's not a story that you can put on film and make it good. When you read it, it it's more believable and not so. Well, you don't have that visual representation that's showing you, you know, how silly it is. You know, it, it's easier to get into it and to believe it and to go along with it. They may be just a little bit too big, you know, 
uh, because they're gigantic, you know, 200 meters long, you know, 400, 450 feet, you know, it, 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 and there's ones that were bigger, you know, but that was like, you know, an average size. That's just too big. Um, and I get it. Uh, but as I said, when you're reading it as a book, it, it, it doesn't come across as bad. I, as someone that's read it and watched, you know, all, all the movies, it it just doesn't come off visually or cinemagraphically, maybe, you know, the cinematography. It, it just, it's not something that you can do that looks right. And uh, that may be why, you know, I, I got HBO Max just to watch it. And then it wasn't on there and I was kind of disappointed. And then they brought it back and I saw it and I was like, ooh. And then I was like, meh. And I didn't watch it, you know, just because I, I knew I would be disappointed and or pissed off or whatever. So <laughs> uh, I had to get you to do the podcast on it in order to make myself watch it, basically. Did you I think enjoy I'm it? Done running. Yes, I did. Okay. So I, I did enjoy it. Do you think this is the best they could do with that story? No. Film-wise. No? No. But I think that about a movie. I, I don't know how people make movies and put in cheesy stuff, stupid things, things that just don't work. How do they not see this in editing? You know? Because... Uh, I'm not even a movie... I'm not a director. I I could do a better job, and I know but, I could. Better job well, for you, but th they do the silly things because a lot of people enjoy those things. That's why they no. do it, because that, that's playing to the majority instead of I'm the I'm not talking about – I don't really mean silly like that. I mean, like, shit doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Uh, things where the dialogue is just horrendous, you know? Well, why make a – crappy movie like that when you could do a better one are the writers in hollywood that bad can they not Budget. find a decent writer you know that maybe he's done a few books or something and actually has some you know writing capability instead of these guys that write all this cheesy ass dialogue you know how many movies are being made I don't get the it. fact that every movie has writers is frankly impressive well, it's got to have writers. Without writers, you don't have a movie. They're having so many movies being made that, that like, they're not going to have good writers anymore. All the good writers are tied up now, with these crappy writers. This isn't, this isn't a recent phenomenon. This goes back all the way to the beginning of movies. From the very first cheesy-ass black-and-white uh, silent movie to... That, that's what people like, though. No, don't lie on that one. That's uh, what people liked was that cheesy shit back then. Maybe that's why I don't watch TV often. Because if you watch, uh, if you just stop trying to nitpick and just watch something, you can enjoy it. Sometimes. Oh, like you don't nitpick them? Like you don't nitpick them? I do, but You're like. You're nitpicking this motherfucker ever met. Oh, I mean, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? I was just trying to finish a point. Fuck you for that. Go ahead. But if you go, go, into, if you go into something, sorry. not trying to nitpick. But tell me you don't you don't pick shit apart. Oh, sometimes, but not Seriously, every time. Seriously, you're telling me to fuck off for that. Okay, I, was, I wasn't just meaning you. I wasn't, just, I wasn't meaning you. I was meaning in general. If you just watch something, wanting to enjoy it, just don't nitpick it. Just watch it and enjoy what's there. And you end up enjoying it a lot more. But, but no, something came up with... That's uh, the only way I... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh. That's everyone's thing with uh, Spider-Man 3. Everyone hated Sam Raimi for Spider-Man 3 because Peter Parker did a bunch of cringy shit. That was the fucking point. What did he do? Oh, you know, he did all that dancing and, you know, he, he wore those weird looking clothes with the weird slicked hair and everyone ranted at Sam, uh, Sam Raimi forever. He's like, that's stupid. That was the point. His point was to make Peter look stupid because that's what he thought Peter would have thought had been cool. That you miss things when you only think about it from your perspective. If you think about it from other people's perspective, you can see what they meant and you can enjoy it. That's where uh, all that comes in. 
I don't disagree with you one bit, but God damn, you sound like your mother. Thanks. Sorry. Just observation. Thanks. But it was, that was one thing I had uh, <laughs> with Spider-Man 3. Personally, I don't enjoy Spider-Man 3. But I understood what he was getting at with the cringy-ass shit. He was doing it on purpose. Yeah, I, I can get that. I mean, you know, and for me to watch some of the old cheesy movies I do, you know, I have to suspend any kind of nitpicking or anything and just enjoy it for what it is. But I, I just had the thought the other day I was watching something and, God, why would they even put that in there? You know, what made them think that was a good idea was all I could think. And so I turned my TV on. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. That's what I've always done. I, I don't watch TV. I, I don't like it. It just pisses me off. Uh, uh, I don't know. You don't want me to rant on TV because I'll do that for another hour. Did we get through Dune completely? A bunch of people are yeah, dead. we got through. Oscar Isaac's dead. Okay, uh, what? What? There, there was things I didn't get. There was one thing I didn't get to tell you that I would like to, and it. it you won't ever sit in the next movie because the next movie is going to end the first book. Well, in the second one, when uh, Paul's son comes to power, um, the there's a race in the galaxy called the Bene Lilacs, and they're uh, like genetic whizzes, you know, and they have a they like to make clones and. Uh, they were trying to uh, impress Leto. They were trying to uh, get over on him because they, they actually, uh, when they make when they create these things, they can like put shit in their heads to like make them assassinate somebody or you know uh, shit that doesn't kick in until years later. So basically, they were trying to kill the emperor, and they they uh, make a they call them Golas. They make a Gola of Duncan Idaho. Um, and they present it to him. And, you know, of course it tries to kill him. And he kills the Gola. And then that orders another one. Um, and this goes on for 10,000 years. Uh, Leto converts himself into a worm. One of the worms. Feel me? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it rules for 10,000 years, right? Over 10,000, really. Um, but uh, he becomes known as uh, Leto the Tyrant or uh, whatever. But uh, through all of that, he has a standing order for a Duncan Idaho, right? And uh, um, the, the Duncans, of course, don't remember the other ones. Um, and, uh, but years and years and years later, um, the last Duncan Idaho, uh, he actually ends the story, uh, and because, uh, Frank Herbert ended the story in book six, his way, and, had plans to do future books. He had notes and drafts and stuff in a safe deposit box for some reason that his son uh, found years later, Brian Herbert, and him and sci-fi writer Kevin J. Anderson co-wrote more books, like twice as many books, more than twice as many books as their, uh, his father ever wrote. And I thought they did a great job with them. And But they were going off of uh, Frank Herbert's notes and stuff. And... Uh, so, you know, 10, 11,000 years go by or whatever, and all those incarnations of Duncan Hida, Idaho culminate into one, and uh, he becomes the ultimate Poisat Hadarak. And he, uh, through, uh, I can't remember what it is, something or other, it forced all the memories from every one of those lives to for him to remember them uh, because it was trapped in his DNA or whatever that they kept using over and over to recreate him. And so those memories kept getting passed on and on and on and on. And 
so it made him the ultimate warrior and he goes and kills the machines that actually was behind all the crap to begin with but anyway that's a whole nother story and i'm about burning talking but yeah duncan idaho is actually the most important person in the story even was they my kill point. Him off in the first little bit even though they kill him off in the first little bit but because Lita loved him and Paul loved him because uh, I think they actually uh, present him to Paul first, to Gola, because uh, somehow or another his body gets saved and the Benefilacs wind, wind up with it. And they keep making Golas of him over and over and over for, you know, eons. And yeah, he becomes the most important person in the universe. Great. Yeah. Really, the story's about ducking Idaho. Doesn't seem like that. I don't think this story's about Duncan Idaho. It does not. It's not. The first one isn't about Duncan. It's about Paul. The second one's about Leto. And actually, the second, third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth ones are about Leto. But Duncan's in them all. And then where I guess Frank Herbert was going, you know, was the same place his son and Kevin J. Anderson went. But, you know, it, it takes over from there and you know it oh it just is mind-blowing and actually right. frank herbert got it huh all right well you gotta wrap Do it what up. we gotta wrap it up oh yeah okay, okay. anyway so overall the movie's not bad you know they did a pretty good job with it they had a lot of good actors in it um they changed things that i didn't like that i, I definitely didn't agree with as a rant you know showed but uh Overall, yeah, I, I thought they did a pretty good job with the movie, and I, um, I'll watch the second one when it comes out. Great. B. Okay. B minus. <laughs> oh, we're great. You you didn't say what we. You just said a letter. I'm, I, the fuck does that mean? Well, we've been grading them, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Great. Uh, it's mid for me. It was really boring. If it wouldn't have had a bunch uh, of actors I, I liked, that. I probably wouldn't even finish it. I probably would have got fucking sick of it. But well, I like... They're really setting it up for the second one. The second one should have a lot more action and story to it. I like Zendaya. This I like Jason Momoa. Story building. I like Jason Who's Momoa. I like, I like Zendaya. I like Dave Bautista. I like Oscar Isaac. They're all fucking dead, so I don't care about this series anymore. Is Oscar Isaac the one that played Baron Harkonnen? dad that's i don't remember the name i just remember he was uh paul's dad oh yeah yeah he's good but you, you know the guy who plays baron harkonnen is uh whatever scars guard uh bill scars from uh thor and the the guy from thor? thor and uh the mcu movies the scientist with jane the older guy that gets naked oh, at stonehenge i know who you're talking about yeah yeah uh Oh, he plays Baron Harkonnen. Oh, okay. He's the one that plays the Baron. Yeah. So Eric uh, Selvig is... I, I could Eric. hear his... Eric Selvig is Baron Harkonnen. Oh, um, I said Skarsgård. I was thinking Selvig. Uh, I knew it was something on Sorry with an S. Uh, I was confused. I heard Skarsgård went Bill. You, you know, he, he's shaved ball-headed and he's wearing a fat suit. And yeah, I could. He's know. usually covered in, he's usually covered in oil and stuff. But I could hear his voice, and I was like, "Holy shit, I know that guy. Who is that?" And he's talking real slow and deeper, and you know, and he was more animated in the MCU movies. And I had to look it up. I did because I, I, I couldn't place it. I was like, "I know that voice. I know it. I know it. I know it." And then I looked it up, and as soon as his picture, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, that's him!" You know, right. because right. it, you know it anyway. Yeah. No more. I'm done with Dune. Okay. Any, okay, we're done with Dune. Uh, done with Dune. Next week, we are discussing... Well, what's the topic for next week? Yes. Rick and Morty? We can. Okay. And then uh, The Hobbit will be after that. The conclusion of The Hobbit the Battle of the Five Armies. 
Uh, yep, then I finally get a break from you. And then you'll be living with me full time and you won't ever get a fucking break from me. Ha ha. <laughs> Is it too late to get a death certificate? <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> well, we went the whole episode without mentioning your brother, so... We went the whole episode without Andrew, me really talking. Kind of, fat, kind of funny. Uh, that's because I didn't shut up. But anyway... I noticed! Um, while we're talking about Andrew, I would like to mention, uh, I don't usually plug myself because I don't have anything to talk about, but uh, Andrew and I will are starting up a new podcast called History Class Podcast, and it should be very interesting. Um, we've uh, got an idea of how it's going to start out and everything and what we're going to do. We don't know when we're going to, we don't have a start date for the first episode yet, but Hopefully soon. Should be real soon. Um, anyway, Alex, uh, would you like to mention your things? All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at NerdCulture22. You can follow me on Twitch at NerdCulture2. Follow me on YouTube at NerdCulture. And uh, we have a Instagram for our podcast. It's the Nerdtopia Podcast. Woohoo. Yay. I got so much editing to do because you talked for an hour. I told you I was. I love Dune. If there's any editors who are wanting to get hired, next time he does Dune, I will hire literally anybody. <laughs> you can co-host with him that day. Well, you can you can edit movie, it. The second movie hasn't come out yet, so, you know, you got a while. Yeah, when that second movie comes out, I'm just going to set my headphones down. I'm going to go like, Go to dinner or something. No. I'll, I'll just talk to myself. I'll come back and you'll still be like halfway through the movie. Maybe. Quarter, hey. half, somewhere. You that okay. Until next week. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you all in the next one. Hey, I'll go between Uncle Bean is a drop. Voices in my head, they telling me to stop. Hey, got 20 G's for the keys to the. What do you do when Captain turn your lover to a op? Hey, I'm rolling clean, Uncle B is a drop. Voices in my head, they telling me to stop.